Scale your efficiency. Everyone loves to get a lower CPA and DPA ads are one of the tried and true and tested ways of getting that done. And if that's all you're using them for, I'm here to tell you something very simple. You're using DPA ads completely wrong. This video is gonna be a lot of fun and we're gonna dive deep and dirty and I'm actually gonna share my screen into multiple ad accounts to get deep into everything we're gonna talk about today. But before we do that, because I'm gonna get distracted, take a moment, hit the like button, I think it's right around there, and don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell so you don't miss any other future videos. And with that being said, let's get into it, because this one, this could change your future. So let's rewind the clock all the way back to 2016. Pokemon Go was all the rage and Hodor broke our hearts. Something called Hiddleswift was big news and Facebook released this brand new ad product called DPA ads. For the first time ever would show somebody this thing called a carousel of all of the products that a store featured on their site where you could show somebody literally everything in your store's product catalog. I was running ads for Macy's and we had to pay this Australian agency over $50,000 to build an Excel spreadsheet of literally every single product and variant, size and color for everything that Macy's North America sold on their website. And before you say, Damn, Daniel. And we had to do this because a product feed wasn't something that existed yet. Dynamic product ads are great for showing people that have been to your store all of the things they might be interested in. And that is an exceptional use case. Also, for what it's worth, you can use DABA, dynamic ads for broad audiences, which I think came out to market like two years later. And you can use that information to actually go prospecting by showing people your product catalog based on other people's product catalog that they've engaged with. But that's a whole other thing. Let's get deeper into retargeting ads right quick. Now, best practice for years, basically from the get-go, was to target people that had abandoned cart or view product pages, what we call view content. And this has been pretty easy money for almost every D2C business, almost right from the beginning. Although it did take about three to six months for people to start engaging with DPA ads because what the hell is this carousel is what basically everybody ever said. It didn't exist before that. Facebook had to invest in changing consumer behavior, something that we're seeing them do right now, by the way, with Facebook Shop. So what we wanna do is initially get into the events manager. Now inside of events manager, you're gonna see this lovely graph. Now I've got a graph here. We're also gonna go through a couple other examples. What we're looking for is a good economy of scale to start running our ads to. Generally speaking, I like to focus around 10,000 events, which basically equals about three to 8,000 people, which means that if one in 100 of those people buy, we can make a couple dozen sales a day. And that's a great use case and an easy way to generate a lot more revenue and bring down your overall blended CPA. So let me show you how to figure this all out. So when you go to the events manager, it's gonna to default to showing you all of the actions that took place in the last 28 days. When we look at the last 28 days inside of this ad account, 
It's 75,000 out of cards. That's a lot more than 10,000. So let's start to pull back on the number of days. The easiest thing we can do here is go last seven days. Now, that's showing us 16,000. So let's constrain it just a little bit more. Let's go four days. And hey, look at that, 9.6 thousand add to cards. That's pretty good. And we look at the graph, obviously it's all over the place, but this is a pretty solid data set for us to begin with. Let's go to another ad account and try the same exercise. So this is a completely different business, much higher volume. And when we look at the ad to cards over the last 28 days, it's 409,000. That's a lot more than 10. So maybe when we go to one week, yeah, that's uh, 73,000 events. Still way too many. In fact, it's about seven times too many. So what if we just did yesterday? Oh, 9.1 thousand. That's pretty close. Let's do that. Now, let's go for one more for all of you that aren't getting hundreds of thousands of ad to cards. you like, yeah, Charlie, of course, that works for them. What about me? Uh, let me show you one other business here. Now, when we go last 28 days here to the ad to cart event, that's 20,000. So let's cut that in half. When we do that, what do we see? We see 7.6 thousand. Now, that's not a lot. And knowing that that's probably gonna be maybe even less than 2,000 people, and knowing that that's a pretty long window, maybe the place to start here isn't an ad to cart at all. What if we went up to view content? Now view content over the last 14 days is 33 and a half thousand. So let's maybe cut this by a third. Last five days, and oh look at that, 10,000. Which tells us because we were able to project that number, it's also really consistent. And we can also see that on the graph, like it's not spiking, like this stuff makes sense. Okay, let's start there. What this means is on the first example, we're gonna launch with an ad to cart of the last four days. The second example, we're gonna do an ad to cart of the last 24 hours. And on this third example, we're not gonna do an ad to cart. We're gonna go view content last five days. Now this is only starting place, but this is where I start for every ad account. The point here is, if this works, maybe you can scale it up. If this doesn't do well, maybe you can scale it down. Maybe instead of lowering the budget, you can reduce the time. The idea here is, can I get a consistent result where basically I'm not spending my budget in full every single day and I'm getting a very high volume of transactions. So basically I can assuredly reduce my blended CPA and probably increase my second purchase rate because I'm not excluding buyers from this. I'm letting people come in and buy again. And yeah, if they were gonna buy anyway, oh well. If I can get an extra five or 10 sales and maybe 20 of them are duplicitous, I'm still making more money. And because the CPA is much lower than my average, my blended still looks good. Am I willing to pay a slightly higher blended CPA to massively improve my LTV? Yeah, because you know what else goes up? My PSM. I can spend more money anyway. So all of that being said, this is basic bitch. DPA. You should be doing this. So let's actually take a moment and unlock the superpower that DPA provides that literally nobody is talking about. And I have done on every account for years and actually cost you next to nothing and will help you make a lot more money.
Hey guys, real quick, if you want to learn my SOPs and frameworks for how I scale businesses and brands and Facebook ad accounts, check out the first link down below for the Facebook Ads MBA program. It's literally the greatest investment you can make in the growth of your future. It's lifetime access to not only an expanded curriculum with new courses every single week, but also a community of people around the world and weekly calls with me where we dive into not only the latest news, but also your ad accounts and fix your problems. So that being said, check it out. First link down below. And let's get back to this because we're about to expose something amazing. Let's do it. So first off, you're probably used to using DPA ads to reduce your CPA or God forbid, give you a good ROAS. But let's start to use it to take a look at information that's actually 10 times more valuable. Now, before we get started, a dynamic product ad is a product catalog. It's the digital version of a magazine that a brand might send you in the mail that lets you see all of the products that they sell. So let me ask you a question. What products do your customers care about? And I know you love your post transaction surveys and believe me, and I'm not here to say that tools like no commerce don't have value. I'm here to say that they only tell you about the people who buy from you. Here's the problem. If your conversion rate is say 2%, and less than 50% of people fill out that survey, you actually don't know anything about over 99% of the people that come to your website. Wouldn't that be important information to know? You don't know what they're interested in. You don't know what's grabbing their attention. You have no concept of what they're looking at in your store. And before you say, yes, I know you could look at GA for this information, but that isn't all of your products based on an equal opportunity for what people wanna see. GA is gonna tell you how good your CRO was at forcing people to take the path that you wanted them to. GA will never tell you what people given absolute freedom to go inside of your store and grab whatever they want are actually interested in. So let's use the world's greatest market research and intent creation device to actually do market research and create intent to help us much better monetize the attention that not only we're earning, but also paying for. And not only with Facebook, but with literally every click that comes to our store. So here's what we're gonna do. Go to your DPA ad set. So let's go to breakdown and hit delivery. Now, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you're gonna see this thing called product ID. Now we're getting report on the spend and clicks and performance by the actual products your store sells with respect to how they're shown inside the DPA ad. Very often when you run this, you'll find that the product you're spending the most of your money on isn't even the most popular product people actually care about. And not only does this validate the idea that your hero product does not have to be your number one selling thing, majority of Nike's revenue doesn't come from Jordans, but it also gives you a great insight to where you have a lot of opportunity. And maybe what you're spending all of your money on with most of your ads is actually what's on top. What's the second most popular product? When people decide to not buy from you, what product gets their attention again? Now what's really interesting here is when you begin to look at your view content audience and your ad to cart audience, and the results aren't exactly the same, you're gonna start to understand what products earn attention but don't create intent and vice versa. This is incredibly useful information, but it doesn't stop there. And remember, you'll never get this information from a post-transactional survey because these people didn't buy. 
So you're not getting their information. You're not getting their feedback. Remember, you're getting less than 1% of the people that bothered to click on an ad and come to your store, or that may have found it organically, that tried things out and ultimately decided not to buy. You're getting less than 1% of those people to talk to you to make optimizations, which is an incredibly biased data set to begin with. So what products do people want from you, but ultimately don't buy? And what products earn a lot of attention and drive a lot of traffic, but aren't things that you're promoting? What if we start to use these? and our email flows and our one-click upsells to improve the unit economics of the ads we're running in the first place. What if we actually give customers the products they want? This is your own Facebook-centric version of the bottom of the Amazon page when they say people are interested in this or also interested in these other things. Now the real fun is what happens when you start to apply this market research tool on the people who actually did buy from you? If we were to target our ads to everybody that's purchased from us before, what is the product that most efficiently earns their attention and creates intent for them to buy again? What if the most popular thing isn't actually what you sold them in the first place? Meaning that your repeat customers are actually interested in an offer that isn't the hero offer that you are promoting to begin with and really meaning that what if people are complex individuals and what they want from you isn't what they bought from you the first time? What if you changed your homepage? How does this report change? My favorite use of this information is to actually look at this analysis to create bundles so that I can offer people the products and services and packages that they're most interested in. And I'll never get this information from a post-transactional survey where less than 1% of the people who I tried to make buy a certain thing actually gave me the feedback and they're only ever giving me the feedback on the journey I tried to force them to take in the first place based off of my own preconceived notions to begin with. How many months or years of Shopify or WooCommerce receipts are you gonna have to analyze to get an answer that isn't even close to this accurate or actionable? How much LTV are you sacrificing by not actually giving customers the offers they want from you? How much AOV are you losing out on by not finding the right pairings of products and offers because you're just looking at it from the brand owner perspective and not letting your customers tell you literally what they want to spend money on? How much are you letting your pre-existing customers with your pre-existing funnel and your pre-existing ads based on your pre-existing preconceptions inhibit the success and performance and upside that you ultimately deserve if you actually started to pay attention to what they wanted? So there you have it. Now, down below, again, you're going to see links to Disruptor School, Facebook Ads MBA program, the newsletter, a lot of other goodies down there, including the merch store and Disruptor Agency. So with that being said, I just want to say that I love diving into these accounts and I hope you find this stuff valuable. And what you see inside the MBA program and what you see inside Disruptor School is like 10,000 times more of this. And we can do this together inside of your ad account. If you want to join that, that's fine. There's also a link for the consulting down there as well. And you can book 15 minutes up to an hour, up to a whole day of my time to give you the success and confidence that you deserve. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, please give me five stars, rate and review and all of that fun stuff you're watching on YouTube. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe and until next time i'll see you on the internet bye